0: If we were sticking to the idea of inclusion and diversity, you could have someone go into the offices of the commissioner of the NFL and be like, you know what, I'm not seeing enough white guys out here. (laughs) Get rid of DEI, and then I'd say, what made sports unifying in the first place? And we'll be all right if the Lord be our strength. We'll be all right if the
1: Lord be our strength. Guys, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of The Parish Circuit. Uh, we got John Root with us today, and it's me, Stuart Ammonan, and that's Kyle Hessler over there in the corner. John, thank you so much for coming to hang out with us, man.
0: It's good being here. I know I just was cruising around the Ark Encounter experience here. I was like, holy smokes. I might need more than three days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize how big it was.
1: We sprinted up and we took uh, my oldest is with us. She's fourteen. We rolled up to the creation museum and I got there and I realized there's no way we're gonna be able to do this in the time allotted. Like we we looped through, took like an hour. Like it was and I need (laughs) ten to be able to get through all of it, man. It's in a big
2: amusement park. It's massive.
1: Yeah, I know, it, it
0: makes me think about, uh, I'm getting married earlier this next year, and then I'm gonna have some kiddos. I know yes. Sarah's gonna want some kiddos very, very quick. And I'm like, this is gonna be such an awesome spot oh, to take yeah. them. Oh, They've yeah. done an yes. awesome job here. And like, seeing all these kids that are actually getting the truth about the Bible, and especially, like, mm. there's some heavy stuff you're getting in there about the destruction of the world, and what it yes. might have looked like before the flood. Yes. And it's just like, kids need to know about that. Cause yeah. it's like, what makes us feel like we deserve any better than what god did back then amen well that's a great place to start let's go (laughs) (laughs) so i wanted um
2: i found you through flf and Mm -hmm. i'm always looking for uh i I, I love sports so i'm always looking for guys that have uh whether it be like jason whitlock that have a christian worldview and they're just able to talk about sports just for what it is Mm -hmm. so can you first just tell us a little about yourself and your background
0: yeah and then like starting out with jason whitlock does a great job oh yeah uh, and then for me i worked in sports media for man a little less than a decade mm-hmm. for oh, me wow. for me i remember watching dream job it was a show all about competing to be a sports center anchor yeah. so when i was younger it's like espn was the coolest thing <laughs> man <laughs> steward scott booyah and man. i was like i'm gonna come up with my own catchphrase i'm gonna end up working for espn one day because i know that like you remember the old enterprise commercial where they're like a lot of these college athletes don't go pro in sports. They go pro in something other than sports. I'm like, I'm not gonna go pro in sports. I was lucky enough to play D2 football at Azusa Pacific. I loved it there, a lot of fun. Did some broadcasting then I worked for a minor league baseball team, the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, say that five times fast. (laughs) (laughs) So people have heard of the uh, very, very Christian show Workaholics, uh, (laughs) AKA not Christian show. I'm not endorsing that at all. It takes place in Rancho Cucamonga. So I worked for them, moved up to San Jose because I was born in the Bay Area, and I had an opportunity with the San Jose Sharks, worked for them for about five seasons as a host and reporter, Wow! And because for me, I'm like, I'm not going to Timbuktu, work for some random local news station, and then hopefully work my way up to a major network. I'm like, I'm going to be an in-arena host. I'm going to do some stuff on the digital side, and I was hosting some shows, find a lot of success, worked for the Golden State Warriors organization, did some stuff with NBC Sports. Boom, pandemic hits. Oh snap. Shuts everything down. Shuts everything down. And then I actually had some opportunities to uh, do some work with uh, NBC to uh, cover the Olympics. Uh, I, I made some great contacts while I was working in the NHL, got to host an All-Star game, do some amazing stuff that God provided, and but at the same time, like I was pretty well-versed in politics, mm. but I wasn't talking about it much because I just it, the juice was not worth the squeeze. I'm not going to go and make a major stance on this because I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. I'm bold about my faith, I'm sharing some things, I'm telling these teams like I'm not wearing Pride gear, and I'm yeah. not going to do any ad reads. And it was always respected. And that was wow. and that was during uh, 2015 to 2020. Mm. And it was always respected. Yeah. And I had conversations, but man, it has gotten out of control. Pandemic hit. I ended up having my own cancel moment. I got let go from Fanatics. They're a major merchandiser. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I was hosting a live show because I had a relationship with them for years. Yeah. And then I went to the gym without a mask uh, the day that our governor in Arizona ended up saying because i moved from san jose to arizona because i'm like i'm not paying these rent prices yeah. <laughs> uh, to like barely work at all and right and then you get to phoenix and you're like i thought i escaped these rent yeah. prices yeah, yeah. i was just there and i was like oh my gosh oh it's gotten so it's gotten so, so expensive but it's been a blessing to be there and i got a it's great church place. and i i was working for turning point usa at the time that i actually got canceled from fanatics i didn't tell anybody i was working oh, okay. at turning point usa because i knew that that potentially could cancel me as well right but i got canceled nonetheless. And and and, and then god used that to work for turning point usa for two and a half years and then still cover sports in a way that clay travis covers mm-hmm. it obviously not a not a christian individual but i appreciate it. he gave people the other side of sports jason yeah. whitlock yeah. obviously gives the conservative side of sports and also the christian side good friend of mine virgil walker's contributor yeah. there. Yeah, uh, delano squires uh, from the blaze contributes to fearless with jason whitlock as well and i think a lot of people are just like I love sports, and it has the ability to bring people together. I think unlike anything else, uh, you you see the Olympics. You have war-torn countries, and then you can settle it on the field, the court, the mat, wherever it may be. Mm. And I love that God still put me in a position to cover sports uh, in a way that people still enjoy and realize that, hey, maybe sports is worth fighting for a little bit. Mm. Yes, we hate the wokeness. I'll speak out against that. Yes, we hate the... I call it the state sponsored sex cult pride Mm -hmm. and LGBTQ issues that have just been infiltrating sports, but the NHL is making waves saying, we're going to say no more pride tape, no more pride jerseys. So, Mm uh, Christians are making a big difference and even people that might not even claim Christ on the, on the Christian side or on the uh, conservative side are, are pushing back against some of these things and people are starting to realize like there's a root issue and it's only solved through Christ. Amen to that.
2: So um, I guess where to go with this is you're – so let's talk about the NHL thing because I don't know if you saw this but um, or the viewers saw this, but what was
1: it? Two so week- talk to me like I'm four whenever it comes <laughs> right. to sports. So, okay? Just straight what, up.
2: What was it about a year ago, one of the flyers – players. He's a Roman Catholic. Ivan,
0: uh, yeah, so he's Eastern, I think he's Eastern, Eastern. Orthodox. Okay. Uh, Ivan Provorov yes. plays for the Flyers, and he ended up saying that he was not going to wear the Pride jersey. Yep. And I mean, that made waves, and oh my goodness, you want to see sports media, which is predominantly Clutching left wing. Yeah. Holy smokes, yeah. they're just like he should be sent back to the KHL, which is basically like minor leagues, but it's it's overseas. Okay. Uh, there's Russia. No, yeah, there's no way that he should be able to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, this wow. is not showing that this league is inclusive, and it's just... Uh, the big thing too is he needed to give. I mean, you think of First Peter three fifteen. You need to give a defense for the hope that you have. Yeah. And he needed to do that, and then that led to a uh, few other players. The Stahl brothers that played for the yep. Panthers ended up pushing yep. back, uh, and then you had James Reimer for the Sharks, the organization yep. I used to work for. He's a backup goalie, and I mean, Wait, people which, pushed by back. the way, how crazy is it that it's like none of
2: these? These are not all star. Other than the Stahl brothers, none of them were, and they were, they're a little past yeah. it anyway. Yeah. None of them are like stars of the game of mm. hockey, mm-hmm. and they're making an impact. I mean, a backup goalie on the Sharks yeah. is making an impact. Mm. I think that says something.
0: And the thing, too, is uh, I don't feel like the, the, sh- the Sharks, I was blessed to work there I loved it, I could have a lot sure. more conversations Than we can have now in sports But what ended up happening was I think they kind of threw him to the wolves a little bit That mm. was the, if people go mm. back And watch the scrum, the media scrum So that's basically when you have For people that know, don't know what sports That's when you have all the journalists and reporters That just have the mic in somebody's face And they're asking a bunch of different questions okay. So he was expected to like Why are you not participating? Because he didn't even go out for warm-ups at all so they had him sit out. And then you know it's again one of those things, First Peter 315, 3.15, It can't just be like, I don't like drag queens. Mm. It can't just be I just I just don't agree with gay marriage. Like it has to be he had like to articulate fi- it fully. Yeah, and it's and it's a tough thing at times because I mean, if a lot of us were thrown into that situation, it's like, are you gonna have the word written on your heart? Mm, are you gonna be able to articulate well these things to yeah. Uh, say like hey like this is not about hating this group mm. this is about sticking to what I believe the creator of the world God himself he he created marriage this way mm. he created uh, sex and gender this way yeah and I'm going to stand by it and it was it was a tough thing but I was so proud of him and it made um, its way to the top dogs, the commissioner, that ended up saying like, "This is too much of a distraction. Yeah. We're we're done with specialty jersey. Yes, that adds to like no more military appreciation night jerseys being worn by the players on the ice. But yeah. it's just like we're we're done with this and we're moving on. But but to be fair, it actually I would say it went a little further because they they're in
2: some ways Gary you know Gary Bettman and all them they're gonna want to reclaim neutrality. But what they actually did, I thought, was a little bit more specific because wasn't it just last week or two weeks ago? They're like, we're bl- we're banning rainbow hockey tape for the sticks. Yeah, and that so was it actually kind of went a
0: little further. I think that was actually earlier this week, as we talk right now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's a there's an organization, and it's I think it's legitimately called Pride Tape. So there's a lot of teams that buy specific pride tape mm. for players to put on their hockey sticks. So for people that don't know, when you're handling the puck, the bottom of the stick there, there's always tape. But they're going to put pride tape on their sticks for the warm-ups. I think there was one player last year, I can't remember who it was, that ended up utilizing pride tape throughout the game. I don't think that was technically allowed okay um usually it's some sort of demonstration in warmups, and that usually pushes like a specialty jersey that you can, that they end up auctioning right. off and blah 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 but it was <laughs> i love that the nhl ended up saying none of this right it's it's, it's none like it's just, this is the distraction we're not going to have pride tape and then also tell players like oh but you can't do camo tape mm. uh when we have like a military appreciation night it's right. like all this stuff is, is done. We're, we're not doing it, uh, but it sounds like a lot of players and teams might be trying to push back, and that's where hopefully you have Gary Bettman and the commissioner, mm-hmm. uh, commissioner's office and saying, like, no, like this is, this is what we're doing, and
1: it's, it's nothing. So what are they, the other players and teams
0: are pushing back against what specifically? <laughs> the
1: fact that they're
0: saying, the commissioner's office is saying, you can't use pride tape. At all, pride tape. Okay, so I got it. Um, I got it. So from there, it's just well, we'll see what happens. I'm sure, especially sports media, is blowing up again because it's like, oh, this sport used to be so inclusive, and it's just mm. like this is not about inclusion, yeah, at all. Because all, all you're doing with this is excluding specific groups, mm. and like. I don't think people should be forced to wear a cross on their jerseys Mm, or like Bible verses on their jerseys. But what ended up happening was you have a few players that were terrified. I talked to a few, I'm not going to name names, but I talked to a few. They're either, it's kind of like similar to the COVID thing where certain players across all leagues, you couldn't just say, I don't want to take it. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, You're off the team. So yeah. it's like oh you you don't want to wear Your that that, out. that pride jersey like you're done. Uh, um, wow. I, I, so I'm I'm wow. I'm involved in pro wrestling. So that's a whole, a whole other thing. <laughs> I so went I, to my first pro wrestling match. Uh, it was AEW. Oh yeah yeah. That was the strangest thing I've ever. Oh seen in my life. yes yes Man. yes. Okay. Oh. This is
2: this is perfect.
0: So give me the pitch. So
2: here's the, <laughs> no 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 no. This is perfect. So you're I about know to start covering wrestling. I know it's happening. I know tons of people that work at AEW. AEW is woke as a joke. Like I went to I was is in it this, really sh- dude? It's super. I was at one of their shows, maybe first year in before it was before COVID and they had this 110 pound Japanese girl who was their women's champion lose to like, I mean, 250 pound transgender. And I was there, I was like, what? I was booing it. World? Yeah. So they're, they're woke and they embrace it. Um, they're one of their bigger stars. He's gone now, but CM Punk, who few people would know, but he, um uh, he would wear a, Pro uh, abortion shirt all the time. Oh goodness. Um Yeah, I mean they're, they're woke, whereas the WWE's a little bit more neutral. Mm. And I, I'm curious to see where they go because now they're pub, they're owned by a Saudi company. Yep. they're they're owned by the same people that own the UFC. But same people that owned uh, I the mean, UFC. Live? Yeah, live too. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So where I was going with this though was um, the on, on the COVID thing. It was funny because I know all these guys that are like on TV on TNT like every Wednesday. And they're having to talk about masking up and all this different mm-hmm. stuff. And a bunch of them told me privately, like, yeah, I just paid a doctor to say he gave me the vaccine. <laughs> and it wasn't like five or ten, it was a lot. And I found out that there was well, I'm sure this won't get out and I don't care if it does. <laughs> but it's like but it was like it wasn't just run of the mill guys, it was like a couple of their bigger names mm-hmm. were paying this and I'm like, why don't you just say something? So it because of yeah. the absurdity was I mean, the COVID thing is obviously absurd, but they these guys mm. would be wrestling, and it's like they have these little masks. So I'm like, what, what good is that going to do? The thing is, <laughs> you too, know?
0: like, I, I always said it like, during that time. You're telling me players, especially when you uh, think about some of these, these bigger leagues, mm-hmm. uh, LeBron James talks about how he spends almost a million dollars a year on his body. Russell yep. Wilson mm. and uh, a lot of these other athletes, you're telling me they're going to take... A shot in their body plus some boosters. Mm. Yeah, what are we up to seven? No,
1: they don't even know what it does. No,
0: not at all. Like these guys, I would say a vast majority of these big name players, like Travis Kelsey, saying that he took the shot is a lie and a half. (laughs) There's no way that Mister Pfizer actually took these shots and boosters. No way. Can I can I repeat my joke?
2: Go ahead. (laughs) What's gonna break uh, Travis Kelsey's heart faster, Taylor Swift or Pfizer? <laughs> <laughs> I stole that joke, but it's so good. It needs. It's the repeating. second time it's appeared in this know, podcast, so and I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, either way, he's gonna have a broken that's, heart.
2: That's a psyop yeah. for sure. There's there's some good people are pointing out some stuff about Taylor Swift, Pfizer, and Kelsey and the NFL. It's like, oh, there's but that's the thing there. that
0: I actually really enjoy. is Like uh, the Pat McAfee show. He's he always has Aaron Rodgers on pretty much every Tuesday, and Aaron Rodgers is pissed off so many people Mm, on the left. And not saying that like Aaron Rodgers is like a staunch conservative, but him coming out on the Pat McAfee show that is now on ESPN. And I love that Pat McAfee ended up saying like, actually to ESPN's credit, and shocking to me hearing this, they they didn't censor it. They haven't said anything to him. Mm. And then Aaron Rodgers said, you know what? Let's have a debate about this. Like, let's stop just talking past each other. This has been kind of fun. Those are the things that actually I think people would enjoy from athletes actually having discussions instead of like the Steph Curry's out here being like, I'm a Christian, but I don't know about abortion or I, I think I'm just right. going to push Stacey Abrams. And yeah. it's like, you guys aren't actually professing christ and show fruit that shows that whatever christ that you're professing is the one that you're holding to
2: i can i can do all things
0: through a verse i take out of context amen brother (laughs) but but i mean it's the only thing that fits on the shoe and the coffee mug right well i was laughing because i used to be
2: (laughs) so i used to also do mma so i trained with a couple guys uh that were in the ufc and we would talk about john jones having philippians and it's just like (laughs) come on (laughs) you know what but where i want to i want to go back to something you were talking about which is um something that's really interesting to me uh kind of neutrality so uh sports being kind of this neutral area where we can all just uh, cathartically relax and watch something christians atheists muslims whoever just relax and enjoy the show Mm -hmm. um so i my my involvement in wrestling is i promote a show so i run it i i book all the talent i book the venue and i tell the stories and all that stuff and that's the experience i've had is I go out there and I publicly pray, but I don't. It's not a you know altar call. I'm not saying, "Hey guys, come to Christ." It's just, "Hey guys, I'm gonna quickly just talk to you and just say, I hope you guys are doing good, having fun, and this is gonna be a fun show. But I'm gonna pray real quick and I'm gonna pray for the safety of our competitors, mm-hmm. uh, you guys to have a good time, and that God will be glorified through wrestling. And I've never had any disrespect. I've never had anyone push back. And I have lots of atheists that come, and I know they're yep. atheists. Um, where I'm going with this is the, so I struggle with the idea of sports being totally neutral um, and what we should be as people involved in sports or, or specifically Christians. What should we be encouraging? If like, if you had the ear of Gary Bettman or um, any of these, uh, the NFL, what, what would you tell them? Like, Hey, do you make this totally neutral or is there some sort of lean politically or morally or do you just kind of encourage them to want to let sports be totally a place of relaxing and just enjoying?
0: i would tell every single commissioner and every single owner get rid of dei these okay yeah all these diversity equity inclusion like this is it's rooted in marxism it's Hmm. rooted in things that don't actually go with what made sports so attractive and so unifying for years and years and years. Because so, this is, so the DEI stuff
1: is in the
0: major oh, leagues? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, and they, sure. they're really? having big workshops and they're having people come in and do these um, uh, audits. Like, what ended up happening, if we go back to the NHL, is you have basically, like, I, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like under the influence of DEI. It's like mm. social justice Coalition, They have that stuff in the NBA as well. But what they said in the NHL was for the whitest, it's the whitest sport in the history of the world. And they said the amount of white people yeah. in the front office and on the ice is concerning. And it's just like, what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> They're all Russians and Canadians.
0: Like, because leg- legitimately, if we were sticking to uh, the, the, idea of inclusion and diversity you could have someone go into the offices of the commissioner of the nfl Mm -hmm. and the nba and be like you know what i'm not seeing enough white guys out here (laughs) (laughs) hey i'm uh, for more white corners (laughs) i'm just gonna say it but that's and that's (laughs) always the thing i love talking about that over the last 20 years you know how many starting white cornerbacks there's been two two because
2: we have one right now and then the other one was on the giants i forget his name yeah
0: i don't care what color or background these guys have it's literally about our sports are meritocracy that's it so i would tell them like Mm. get rid of dei and then i'd say what made sports unifying in the first place yeah it wasn't these social justice initiatives Mm. it wasn't pride like and that's why I hope that people start falling in line with kind of what the NHL is doing. Like, yes, they are taking a major neutrality stance. So it's like these warm-up jerseys, Pride, Military Appreciation Night, City Edition jerseys or, or things like that. None on the ice. So it's like, all right. Uh, it's not going to be like, oh, just get rid of Pride and then we'll keep these other things. Yeah. It's like, just get rid of all of it. Mm-hmm. People come to watch the game because like, what you brought mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I've been to so many sports games. I have high-fived, hugged people, held hands with with people. I have no idea how they voted. I have no (laughs) idea where they came from. I have no idea what their record is. They could be like just ex-convicts. And it's either like, are you rooting for this team or are you rooting for that team? Mm-hmm. And it was great in sports, uh, but what it's turned into is they're they're pushing um, the jab all yeah. the time now. Mm-hmm. They're pushing pride. They're pushing so many different aspects of godlessness that are very, very,
1: very divisive. Why so, do you why do you think that is? As a guy who covers sports, why is why are those agendas targeting the sports market so hard right now? So it's, it's just money. It's money. Well, it's, it's, it's money and influence, and they want to look like,
0: especially now, too, when we hear things like... Um, money from where, though? So, I mean, you have places like, obviously, Big Pharma has got a massive amount of money. Okay. And then, so you see that specific initiative, and then they're trying to force people, if you want to go to this game, you need to get jabbed up. So there's a ton of money there, so they're pushing Mm. it through their athletes, they're pushing it through their teams, and then a lot of these social justice initiatives too, Um, and they, they push it now too, they're trying to get these voting initiatives that are totally backed by Democrats. Yeah, that's it. So there's a ton of money and influence there. And that's why I will always give credit to the left is they play the long game very well and they understand the people like right now, too, for we can make a ton of jokes about Taylor Swift. But my goodness, she moves the needle. And I would hope Mm. that Christians and conservatives would really understand that if you're going to come out with a meme and just try to say like, oh, Travis Kelsey, he's getting sixes on the field and off. And all you're saying is oh, I just don't think Taylor Swift is attractive. That's not your way to fight back against the thousands and thousands of thousands of people that signed up as new voters for this upcoming election just by her posting on her story. There's more people tuning into the broadcast, this young audience, and even mothers and young women yeah. out there. like That whole um, a, like specific demographic follows what Taylor Swift is doing, so hopefully people start to realize when sports teams are pushing this stuff there is a specific agenda and most of the time it falls to the left Mm. and there's a lot of money and influence involved in that and it pushes an agenda that
1: people unfortunately are kind of asleep to so by them by them accepting the progressive agenda they more money comes into their networks oh yeah into the leagues into the players pockets they're paid for endorsements that's kind of the argument that's happening here
0: yeah 100 percent. i think it comes it comes down to money okay and it's just they're not going to turn off that spigot in a lot of ways, but until there is people pushing back, like a lot of these athletes ever brave enough not to wear pride jerseys, mm. you're starting to see leagues be like, you know what, you guys, all, all these teams, do whatever you want mm. uh, in, in a lot of ways. But we we are seeing that it's not fair for this to be shoved down the throats of fans. Right. It's not fair for the athletes to be in this position where they're now getting death threats. Mm. And then also behind the scenes, being told like if you don't fall in line with this sex spo- or state-sponsored sex cult, you might not be able to come back with this team. Mm. It's it's totally it's totally unfair. But we are seeing the other side of the spectrum, where uh, I think it was two seasons ago now, the Detroit Tigers had a Pride Night, and part of your ticket uh, proceeds could go to these organizations that are pushing uh, body mutilation for minors. Yeah. But people don't know where their money's going. But until people start speaking up and exposing this stuff, mm. this is about the fans. This is a consumer market like, yes, like sponsors are huge. But a lot of these teams and leagues start to realize when the fans speak up, just like we see in America, it's like it's we the people. When, when we yeah. the people stand up in sports and in America, they have to cater to what to what we
1: want to an extent. Well, I think that points to the significance of your role of being able to do that, of inform the general public, hey, this is how Christians should operate inside of the sports sphere. Because for a guy like me, I don't know, somebody invites me to a game. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, I'll go watch these guys chase a ball for a little while. That sounds like a lot of fun. But let me ask you this, like if you're you're not a big sports fan and not. not I haven't watched a football game yet this year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And but that's the beauty of it. So if you got invited to a game, you don't you don't watch them much. You don't go to them much. You're not buying the merch. You're yeah. not buying season tickets. But if you went to a game and then you saw a transgender cheerleader on the sideline, are you going to want to come back to a game? No. Exactly. I and feel like that's out. that's what yeah. it comes down to is like not everybody is so into sports like me. I'm just a – I'm a sports nerd, and, I, yeah. and I, lo- I love sports. I will always fight for sports because, um, again, I think it's the ability to unify people. But there's plenty of people like you out there that are just like, I just – I just want to watch the game. I, I just want to yeah. come here with my buddies. I might not really care who wins or loses, but I want to have a great time. I'm
1: here with my friends. Let's have a beer. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll hang out together. You know, it'll be a nice time. And, and that's it. But also, too, there actually is transgender cheerleaders in the it's NFL. Terrible. So yeah. what do you think, like, what, what is a mechanism for Christians to re-engage in this sphere correctly? To to try to retake? Do we just need to like burn the old leagues to the ground and start over? You know, like how do we yeah. how do we navigate in this space properly? What what would be a, a strategy in your opinion moving forward for us?
0: Yeah, and I know you're not saying this, but I don't think we need to build back better. Like destroy <laughs> destroy it all and then build no, it. I'm talking <laughs> and, about <that>. and then <laughs> and then build it back up. But I think um, just like we've seen with something like Twitter, like mm. we don't need to go and create these copycats and mm. then just mm. get in our own little little bubble. We need to almost re an institution that's already been established here. Right. So mm. we need to start promoting people like Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Love that guy. That guy is Mr. Irrelevant. So for people that the, don't know him. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you got it. No. He's,
2: he's the He was the last draft pick of last year's NFL draft. Okay. He was the third-string st- quarterback. The first two guys went down. And he starts, and he's pretty much undefeated as a starter. He's undefeated yeah. as a
0: starter. He has never lost in a regular season, yeah. and he's never lost a game. And that they he probably
2: finished. would have won this, maybe won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But certainly
0: gone. if Who's he, he play for? The Niners, the 49ers, San Francisco. I,
1: I may watch this guy. He's he, really good. He's a
0: strong Christian. Yep. Like a legit strong Christian. Not somebody that's just like. Uh, John 316, right. <laughs> you know, right? yeah, he knows his Bible, right. no, like he's, um, right. and then uh, I know Jason Romano over at Sports Spectrum, he's been a great mentor and, and friend of mine, he's had Brock Purdy on a few times, like yeah. uh, what fans need to do is just continue to promote these voices mm. and I mean he is an unbelievable story, like he yeah. has, if he keeps it going and I mean their team is fantastic and he looks like an absolute magician out there, he could win the MVP yeah, Someone that was the so. last, Mr. Irre- Irrelevant, the last mm. pick of the draft, goes and, and wins MVP, and he's yeah. proclaiming Christ, the resurrected Christ, and he actually has a strong faith and seemingly a strong theology. So if we still uh, push athletes like that and promote those voices, mm. and thank God that he's using Brock during this time because not yeah. everybody has the stage that, that he has. So mm. if we keep promoting those voices and then hopefully – uh, like I was a part of the Dodgers protest. Um,
1: that when they, great.
0: and that was by, great. By the way, how awesome is it? The Dodgers got swept last night. Oh,
1: that was amazing.
2: Out of the playoffs, first round.
1: So context, Dodgers protest. They did a,
2: they had a, not just a pride night, not just a transgender night. They had the Sisters of the Perpetual. Oh, I did hear about this. Yeah, it was pretty hard not to miss it. Yes. And it was a, there was a massive counter protest. Props to you for going. Mm. And um, it was bad, but they went forward with it. So like people like Clayton Kershaw's soft pedal, like, well, we really don't want to be a part of this. And then they all bowed down and went. I don't think any Dodgers player ended Mm. up really resisting
0: no not at all and then what ended up happening was they initially were going to give them uh the sisters of perpetual perversion which i think everybody should call them that much better Uh, i mean it's an anti-christian group it's a blasphemous group they had a uh like uh hunky jesus easter service uh, a couple years ago like it's disgusting stuff so what ended up happening was uh, christians and catholics ended up saying like this is nonsense why are you giving them a community service uh award and then the dodgers actually disinvited them Or they uninvited them. And then they catered to the LGBTQ because they came out and said, Why are you doing
2: this? This is not right, blah 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 blah.
0: Reinvited them. And then I know for me, when I when I heard that, I was like, hey, I want to try and see if I can connect with some uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and see if we can put together a prayer walk. And then there Mm. was a Catholic group and then I ended up working with them. And then we had some churches and some people that it didn't end up working out that there was a prayer walk because they couldn't shut down sunset on that last little strip to get to Dodger stadium. So we didn't want it to be in like, I hate even using this term, but like a Waukesha situation where Mm. one side of the street would be open and then someone could just easily just be like, I hate these people. Um, that's it's a real thing so we had a parking especially in LA yeah exactly and then we had a parking lot and then it was uh it was an interesting thing of code belligerence uh with with Christians and Catholics but I think God used it in in an amazing way to just say that like this is not what we want for sports this is not what we want for our kids this is what we we don't want this uh promoted and it's it's just anti-Christ that's Mm. what it is and hopefully that's what the Dodgers understood is this isn't like, oh, we just don't like drag. It's like, no, we don't like people that mock Christ. Like, God mm. will not be mocked. and Thus says is the Lord. Yeah. yeah it, that's
2: what, the thing I want to just kind of maybe as we're wrapping up is, Stu was asking really like, what can we be doing? Um, so there's obviously stuff we can do, you can do as spectators and nominally involved in sports. But, you know, you come across an athlete and you want to encourage them. I've thought for a while we need the Christian call on Kaepernick. So when the Colin people forget this the Colin Kaepernick phenomenon he was going to be cut if you look at his contract that last season when he was at the Niners he was going to get cut I think
0: and so he he was not going to get cut so what ended up happening was he had another year on his contract so he could have made like another almost like 10 million dollars right but he he ended up uh he was not performing well like the the league caught up to him he didn't catch up to the league Blaine, uh, he ended up getting benched, and then he ended up having a surgery. He came back that next season. Blaine Gabbard beat him out for the job. He decided to kneel from there. And then uh, what ended up happening was just like no one wanted to have him on the team because he wasn't actually performing well. Right. And then he was just an absolute distraction. Mm. Well, and
2: I think, so where I was going, thank you for that. Where I was going though was I remember the first time he kneeled, he was actually just sitting on the bench and they asked him like, why are you are doing that? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know for this for sure, but I have a feeling that he kind of came up with the, you know, anti-police stuff in order to kind of stay on the team and kind of keep his star going to some degree. I don't, again, I don't know if that's true or not, but we need the Christian version of somebody mm-hmm. that is under contract, and is a big enough star that it's like, you know, Brock Party. Brock Party said, I, you know, I'm in San Francisco. I, I'm not backing down on the, I don't, the LGBT stuff is not for me. I will never wear that stuff. I proclaim the name of Christ. And he, either because he has a big enough contract or he's a big enough star on the team, team can't really do anything about it. Yep. I feel like we need to be encouraged finding, not finding the right athlete, but maybe praying and laboring for some Christian that is in that spot to have the courage and say, I, I'm not backing down. I'm here to mm-hmm. play football to the glory of God. I'm here to play hockey to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And politically, I'm not backing down. Yep. And if the team wants to do something about it, I, you know, I just think it would be disaster. Like if he ends up being the guy for the Niners and the Niners are like, oh, we can't do this for whatever reason, and they cut him or let him go or trade him, there would be a riot. The Niners would lose probably you know, a lot of money
0: and and that's what i think people got to see with the dodgers Mm protest it's like no people are actually standing up because a lot of times christians have just stood on the sideline right where it's like this is such a prosperous nation we can go to sports games and it's been totally chill and it's been a great time living in america but now it's just like there's always been a spiritual battle Mm -hmm. and you know satan has really given us this this idea that we could sit back and people have and now the war is right there at your doorstep so yeah. we knew we knew it need to encourage people like brock purdy we need to encourage people like jonathan isaac that was the only yep. person to stand up yep. for the national anthem in the nba bubble he's a great christian guy who's become an awesome friend and then also too as, as season ticket holders and fans like you have the ability to move the needle because they cater to you you need to fill the stadium you need to buy the merch you need to buy the food and drinks you need to turn, tune into the broadcast. You have a lot of power as fans. And hopefully, Christian fans understand that, Like, yes, everything should be to the glory of God. We're, like we, we can't expect to hold these non-Christians to a Christian standard, but we hope to give them the truth. Mm. And that's the best way to love them. And that's the best way to unify people is to make sure that we're united in the truth, not my truth and your truth but hopefully from there we can start to see the institution of sports Mm. become something that we can save and it's worth fighting for, and that's what I do Pretty much on, on a weekly basis and i'm just i'm super thankful to god that he's put me in conversations like this yeah. in rooms with so many different people and there's a lot of people that have bigger platforms than me or they can move the needle more than me but the little way that god is using me it's it's such a blessing because i love sports and i'm not making it, i'm not making an idol out of sports so no one no one uh can can claim that but it, it's a thing that especially too when you're Uh, You have like little league sports. They're learning about teamwork and discipline and uh, all these things that are so essential, especially as men, to become individual leaders uh, and eventually get to the the greatest ministry of the home and the family. And hopefully that can be instilled uh, through sports and not just, hey, let's indoctrinate them with some social justice
1: stuff or feel like everybody needs to get uh, a trophy and everything. That's great. My son is four and uh it's fun to watch him play no no no, he's six sorry my youngest is four (laughs) my bad and he plays t-ball he plays soccer oh i love it we got him a jungle gym outside and it's interesting to see how when he's challenged specifically through athleticism it turns something new on in his brain you know Mm -hmm. like if he's if he's doing school work he's doing school work if he's playing with the kids outside he's playing with the kids Uh but when there's a challenge of adversity specifically through some form of athleticism it's he's different He's wired. He's he's tuned into it in a new way. And I see exactly what you're talking about in him. So I am I am very grateful for that. Thank you, John, for yeah. coming on and talking to us, man. Hey, I'm encouraged. Last uh, thing I'll say is I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And then when I met you with your kid last
0: night, Theoden, yep, yes! I was like, dude, this is the coolest thing. I told my fiance, I'm like, you know how much I love Lord of the Rings. I met this guy, and his kid's <laughs> kid's name is Theoden. It's
1: just like, who is that again? I'm like, oh, okay. Like we still got a little ways to yeah, go, but yeah. that was so good. Cool. We'll but thank that. you for having me on, guys. So no, awesome. Thanks, John. Appreciate, I appreciate it. it man. Guys, y'all can go to theparacircuit.com to find more episodes. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere you look up podcasts. Where can we find John? Where can we find you, John? You can find me at
0: Johnny Root underscore on Instagram and Twitter, and it's also at John Root
1: on YouTube. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Again, John. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Parish Circuit. You can find more on YouTube, anywhere that you find podcasts, or theparishcircuit.com.